Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. Welcome again to Shouts of Grace Radio. This is Pastor Keith Radke here with Pastor Steve Pearson, and we both are glad to call Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah, our home church, a place where we are privileged to serve the Lord and to serve His people and to serve our community uh, from a place of, uh, of fellowship and, and unity together in ministry and uh, focused on, on reaching reaching people for Jesus. And, and that's uh, one of the things that we believe makes up a healthy church. And today we're going to talk about uh, what is the church. We're going to ask that question, answer that question, what is the church, and how to find a good one. And spend the next couple of episodes just focusing on what it means to be a part of the church of God. Um, so let's get started. Pastor Steve, it's good to be together with you again. Yeah, it is. And I'm excited, you know, to do to do this. Really, what you had said is kind of one of three parts. We're going to look at what is the church and relation to to the world and around us. And the second, we're going to look at what's what's our place in the church. You know, what has God what has God given us to do in the church? And then lastly, we want to look at the marks of an unhealthy church mm-hmm. um, and kind of kind of throw that out there so people can grab onto that and, and, and piggybacking off what you said earlier. If you if you're a listener and you do not have a church to go to, or perhaps you've, you know, you've been away from, from church for a while, for whatever reason, maybe you were, maybe you were hurt by a church or, or something, and, and you're just really sensing that God's calling you back to fellowship. Uh, we would encourage you to really grab on to that word from the Lord. And if you don't have a church, you're certainly welcome to uh, visit Redemption Hill, where uh, we're both myself and Keith pastor, um, and we would love to meet with you. So uh, we meet in Eagle Mountain. You can go to um, either redemptionhillutah.com, our website, and you can get the address to that, or I believe there's a link on shoutsofgraceradio.com yes, as well. So, um, But yeah, so so what is the church? Um, well, Keith, you know, there's a, I think there's a misconception, yes. you know, for sure. I know when I, you know, I grew up Jewish, I, I, I wasn't a Christian, um, and I was a bad Jew at that. You know, I, <laughs> I celebrated Christmas and Easter and everything else that Jews didn't do. Right. Um, but, but I had a misconception from a, from, from a religious perspective that, that a church was a building, that a church was four walls. And, and, you know, if it was a Christian church, it, it had a cross on it, it had pews on it, and it had, you know, some sort of religious paraphernalia inside, you know, whatever whatever that looked like, uh, depending on the denomination, and, and that that was the church. Um, and then I became a Christian, and I realized that 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 is— that is not really what the church is, that, that there is, there is the church, you know, in, in, in the context of how man sees it. And then there's the church in the context of how God sees it. And specifically the church, which man may build, which may not be the church that God builds. Mm. And so I think there is a difference, but, but in essence, the church, the word church is ecclesy. It means to be called out. And, and the implication is that it is, it is a, it is a group that is called out from the world it lives in, while living in the world, but being distinct from the world, and I think one of the one of the best uh, portions of scripture for me 
um, would be John chapter 15, as Jesus is, is speaking to his disciples in verse 18. He says, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. And that word there in the Greek um, is the word eklegomai. It, it really it comes from the, the, the concept of ecclesia to be called out. But he says, um, because um, you I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I have said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute, persecute you. And so, Keith, the idea of the church is simply a group of people that have made a confession to love Christ, to surrender to Christ, and they have been taken out of this world, in essence, spiritually speaking, and they have been placed into what God is saying he is building, which is the body of Christ. Hmm. And and how does that happen? Because in our modern context, we have churches that have membership roles, right? I am the member of this church or that church. My name is on on the on the membership list. Um, my parents went to this church. My grandparents are buried, you know, on the church property, you know, type of a thing. There, there's this there's this kind of idea that that th- our part in the church has to do with a with a membership, like at at a at a discount club or, you know, an uh, online subscription or something like that, you know, but, but what you're saying here is that Jesus is saying membership in the church is, is his work. He, mm. He's the one who calls us out of the world. Um, he's the one who chooses us out of the world and makes a distinction between our new membership, so to speak, in yeah. in his church versus our former membership in the world. This isn't an old concept. You see it in the you see it in the Old Testament. You see it um, during the years of captivity when Ezekiel deals with this in Ezekiel chapter nine, and he makes a distinction. He says to to an angel with an ink pen, "Go down into the city of Jerusalem," and he says, "And put a mark on the forehead of everybody who sighs and cries over iniquity." Then he tells a group of, of angels with battle axes, follow the guy with the ink pen and kill anybody who doesn't have a mark, right? And then he says, and start in my sanctuary. Mm. And then that's a, that's a sobering reality that what he is saying is in the profession of faith within God's people, in his sanctuary, there are those that don't sigh and cry over iniquity and God, God is able to mark them out. And so when we talk about the church that Jesus builds, it is distinctly different than that which man builds. Man builds based on the outward. They build a church based on the profession, yes, but the profession really is secondary to his outward proclamation through his works, which can be faked a lot of the time, you know? Right, we can fake it. Yeah, God God looks at the heart of the person, and that's where God makes the distinction, and he saves a person when they're born again. He puts them into his church and his church may or may not reflect the reality of the earthly church. You know, man's man laying hands on people and saying, Oh yeah, they're great. We don't know, you know? And so as, as far as who's in the four walls of the church, if every person is a part of Christ's church. And so I think that it's important. I mean, it can bear out by the way of fruit, but, but in the end of the day, man's, you know, um, grabbing hold of people and bringing them into the church is not necessarily a reflection of of what God's done. So walking into the church doesn't make me a Christian any more than walking into in and out makes me in double-double animal style. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's the, we got to make that distinction. I might look like I've been eating animal style double-doubles, but it is important for us to, in, in a religiously oversaturated uh, world, 
Um, you know, right now the church, you know, universally speaking, has never enjoyed so much opportunity for publicity with right. television, with the internet, with radio, and the rest. I mean, little local churches in the middle of nowhere can have an online presence, and people can see the impact of a church, right? Um, but that that is that is not what makes the church, and that is not what makes uh, a healthy church. Jesus talked about the church and the foundation of the church in Matthew chapter 16, uh, verse 13. It says, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some said John the Baptist, others Elijah, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him and said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now there's been a lot of talk and a lot of misconception about what is being said here, but through just kind of the bigger picture of what the Bible says about the church, but Jesus is saying here, Simon Peter says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and Jesus says, on this rock I'll build my church. This is the foundation, this statement, that the Christ, the Son of the living, is the, is the Son of the living God, that Jesus Christ is the rock, he is the foundation of the church, and the church cannot um, be defeated by hell. And it cannot be overcome by hell. And we will, in fact, overcome the destructive work of hell. So, so at, the, at the core, at the foundation of what the church is, it's a person. It's right. Jesus Christ. And it's his work and his position as the Christ, the Messiah, as the Son of the living God. It's his place and his position and his personality that makes up the foundation of the church. And then Peter later would say that we are being built up on the foundation of Jesus, and we are like stones. We're like living stones being placed together, one on top of the other, next to one another, uh, on the foundation of Jesus Christ. The church begins with Jesus. That's right, Keith. And, and I, would, I would also add to that, um, <clears throat> you know, Jesus said that he would build his church, right? And so um, if Jesus builds his church, then then there's certain things that the, the first thing we need to ask is how does he do it um, for sure. And then the other thing we need to we need to understand if Jesus is building his church, then the church cannot possibly fail. The church cannot possibly um, not meet up to everything that Christ you know has for it. So Good point. Yeah. So 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 that's a, that's that's those those two things. Let's let's look at them for a second. Number one. Um, if Jesus is building his church, how is he doing it? And, and I think in John, um, in John chapter 16, um, he says very clearly that when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. So he's speaking about, he's speaking about the Holy Spirit's ministry. When he comes, when Jesus goes away, he'll send the spirit. And the one thing that he will do is he will lead and guide the church in truth. So, so here's what's important, Keith. The church is the pillar of truth, according to scripture. Mm. It's supposed to be. And so, so, so when we talk about, you know, what, what does a healthy church look like, right? One of the things that, 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 we, that we really got to understand is truth is at the center of it, 
because the Holy Spirit is the one bearing witness and teaching that truth and building the church. Mm. So, so, so that would be one thing, right? And, and, and for me, that's a huge one because, because if the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding into all truth, you know, I, I believe it was Jesus that said in that very intimate prayer in John 17, Father, sanctify them by your truth. Thy word is truth. So a healthy church, Keith, you will find the word of God embedded into the the makeup of that church and the DNA of that church in teaching the word of God. Yeah, Jesus says, sanctify them by your truth. That That is the practical work of setting us apart from the world yes. and, and making us acceptable to operate in the economy of the church, in the in the community of the church. Um, sanctification tends to be one of those big theological words that has everybody going, what? Well, I don't get it. Well, think of it this way. Uh, you, you were in the world, and you were in your sin, and you were brought out of the world. You had to be, you had to be positioned right in order to be in the church. And so that positioning is the position of righteousness. It's where we're cleansed. It's where we're made new. It's where the righteousness that we have is now Christ's righteousness overflowing from us. So sanctification is the process by which we're positioned to take our place in that in the church, in the universal uh, and here's a term that's used often, the body of Christ, the collective of all of these people that have been pulled out of the world, called out of the world. Jesus says, sanctify them, set them apart, position them to be in the ch- in the church, and that is done by truth. And that's why, like at Redemption Hill, and I know many churches in our community, um, we're committed to the Word of God as the standard uh, by which we, we define truth, and then ultimately the authority. And, and we, we are not looking to truth like something that I can I can mold like Plato. You know, I truth it's not going to make everybody comfortable, but it's the truth. <laughs> truth is absolute. It, That's right. it either is or it isn't. And the word of God presents things to us that are absolutely true. And when we believe those things and when we obey those things, uh, we find and experience the blessing of God. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airways with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. Yeah, and and I'll and I'll say I'll say something that's that's a little concerning to me um, today. As I feel that as I look out, I've been in been a Christian for twenty five years. I've been in ministry for most of those years, and and one of the things I've seen, and it's it's cross denominational. It doesn't matter, you know. Um, but I've seen people having an unhealthy view of what the church can do and cannot do for them. For for instance. Many people find their their security in the fact that they're a part of a church, right? right? They, they, it's, it's almost in a way that they look to the church for salvation, that I'm a part of the church and therefore I'm a part of the church. I must be saved. But, but my prayers for our listeners, please hear me. The church didn't bleed for you. The church didn't die for you. A person died for you. And, and what can happen is, is, is if you fall into this, this camp, it's very easy to start viewing loyalty to a church rather than loyalty to a person. And that person is the Lord Jesus Christ as the paramount issue. And when you mm. do that, you're going to find yourself in a place where deception isn't far 
um, from from the heels of that, right? And so, you know, remember the Holy Spirit works through the church, right? He 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 builds the church, but the person of God is where my loyalty is to. And I like what you said in in in, in that Matthew verse, Keith, is that. It's upon your profession, not of an organization, not of a church, but of the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he's the living God, right? That's right. what saves. And so please be careful that you don't find your security and your, you know, your, your salvific experience in an organization or a church because they will ultimately let you down and, and they didn't bleed for you. That's right. So important that we remember that the church is about a person. Yes. It's it's not it's not the name, it's not the organization, it's That's not the right. denomination. It is about Jesus. It always has been. And when we get away from that, we need to get back on center. And we're definitely right. going to be talking about how to know that you're in an unhealthy church uh, in an episode here in a couple of weeks. Um, but I, I'm reminded of what Jesus said in, in – um, or not what Jesus said, but what John said about Jesus in, in, in John chapter 1, verse 14, that the word, Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we've seen his glory. The glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. You talked about how Jesus builds the church. We see that Jesus builds on truth, and he also builds on grace, and, and that's what we're talking about when it comes to salvation, understanding that the grace of God is available to us through Jesus, that we have to be saved by grace through faith, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. We have to, I'm going to repeat this, we have to be saved by grace through faith in order to become a part of, a member of the church. That's how Jesus does it. You know, for by grace you've been saved through faith, not of ourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And, and for you and for me, when we see membership in the church is anything other than the authority of God's word, the truth, and the grace of God, that salvation plan through Jesus Christ, then, then it's not the church. It's not the true church. And it's a bold statement to say this, but we believe we have the word of God behind us on this. The, the true church is going to be built on grace and truth. And, That's right. And the, the truth is in God's word, and the grace is found through the, sal- the salvation that is offered to us through Jesus Christ. That's right. You know, Keith, I had a, I had a great personal experience in the last couple of years. You know, I'd, I'd grown up, got saved in a particular, you know, non-denomination denomination, if you will. <laughs> um, and, and I really kind of felt, you know, that was where my—well, I didn't feel that. That was my, where my whole religious experience was. And although I understood my relationship with God was not confined to that— um, I certainly felt the comfort of that relationship within within those right. confines. Then, not too long ago, a couple of years ago, I actually left that. And here was the greatest thing for me, the reassuring thing. When I left that and actually ended up in a in a, in a different denominational construct, I didn't feel one bit that God had left me. Mm. I, I I felt the personal relationship with the Lord that I was connected to a person. And not to an entity and not to a, a building or a group of people. And that was assuring. And I'll tell you what, that single thing, Keith, gave me a greater appreciation for the body of Christ as a whole. Right. And I realized, oh my word, God is building a church that is made up of of, of many different denominations that 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 believe in a core set of essentials and may differ in, in, in small things here and there. 
but there's a community that God's building that I had no idea ever existed. And so the whole the whole first Corinthians chapter three, I'm of Paul, I'm of Apollos, I'm of Cephas, that thing came alive. The non-denominations are even in there. And I'm of Jesus, I'm gonna right, say, right? right? It's like, it came alive that God, your body is massive. You know, yeah. when we went to Russia several years ago, I'm not familiar with the culture. I don't know the language. I got off the plane, we went to the church and lo and behold, I had an instant connection with these people that live on the other side of the world. God is building a church and it is a narrow mind to think that that church is confined within a group of people. And we think that maybe we have kind of the upper hand because we hear from God a little bit more. Not so. The Holy Spirit is into unity um, or diversity and unity at the same time. And, And I love that about God. So I've grown tremendously in this area. So although you transferred addresses when you went from one local church to another local church, you never left the church. That's right. You, you, and you weren't leaving a lesser church for a greater church. You you were just simply moving to another group of people who are in the church of, of, of God yeah, through because, Jesus Christ. Because of what you said earlier, because the church is a person. That's right. And, and the person went with me. Christ went with me. And so... The reason I, I, I really want to emphasize that is I know there's a lot of listeners that struggle in this area. Mm-hmm. They, they really struggle with like, this is my identity. I know my wife grew up in a predominantly, you know, uh, a, a very large, in fact, the largest sect of Christianity in the world. And it was very hard for her to leave that when God was calling her just for identity purposes. And so I just want to encourage the listeners that listen, if, if you're struggling with that, know this, if you are saved, Christ is in your heart, sanctify him in your heart. He goes with you and he will lead you mm-hmm. to the place where his truth is always. And that's very good. So we see that Jesus builds the church on the truth of the word of God. He builds a church on his grace. And a few ways to find a healthy church are to look for a church that honors the word of God, that simply preaches the gospel of grace through Jesus Christ. And then Acts 2.42 gives us a little bit of instruction. It says that they continued steadfastly in the apostles' teaching, so there's good doctrine, good theology, practical doctrine, not, not, just, not just head knowledge, but stuff that actually works out in practical faith. There's fellowship, there's true community, there's true ministry taking place together. In the breaking of bread, there's an, there's an observance of, of, the, of the true sacraments of, of Christianity through communion. And then there's prayer. Prayer. A church is committed to prayer. Beyond that, a lot of things become very preferential. Um, and so we just want to encourage you that as you are m- maybe seeking yourself, what is the church? What does it mean to be part of a local church? To begin to look for a church that is built on the Word of God, that preaches the, the simple gospel of grace through Jesus Christ, salvation through Him alone. And then there's a commitment to some some basic things um, of, of remembrance of Christ's sacrifice through worship, through communion, and also commitment to prayer. And uh, next time on Shouts of Grace, we're going to talk about how to fit in to the local church. How does God place people into his body, the church, when he calls us out of the world, setting us apart and placing us in the community of the church, how do we fit in? How do I know what my place is, my purpose is in the local church? And, and Pastor Steve, I'm really excited about our next episode as well. Yeah, me too. And and and, and let me add and, and finish with this as well. Scripture says in Romans 10, 17, um, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Um, you know, the the church should never be a social club. The church should never be a place where we gather, you know, for any other reason than than surrounding ourselves with the word of God so that our faith can be increased. If you are mm. not in a church where the word is God is being taught, but you have the opinions of men, then scripture would say, 
you can't increase in faith. And so we would encourage you find a, 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 a church that teaches God's word um, and, and, and grow in your faith. And so um, great episode. Can't wait to get to the next one. All right. Well, let's do it again next time, Pastor Steve. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.